around the world, locally, with family and friends. And to those viewing for the first time, the House of Destiny International Ministries presents Dr. Larry Manley with today's message designed to create a spiritually vibrant connection between our listeners and God. We hope you will enjoy this presentation and above all, we pray you will be blessed. Somebody say, whoa! If you want eternal life, you got to take it by faith. The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violence take it by force. Canaan, God said that he would drive out seven nations. These nations in the spiritual realm are what we call strongholds, mountains that are in our life. And God is going to show us some things here this morning. I just pray and hope that you'll open up yourselves to hear the Spirit. Not manly, but God's Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Deuteronomy, the 7th chapter, verse 1. When the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land, whither thou goest to possess it, and has cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites, the Gergesites, and the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Seven nations that are what? Greater and mightier than you. Okay? And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, Thou shalt smite them and not just destroy, but utterly destroy. That word utterly there means to do away with completely. Don't need nothing. And utterly destroy them. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. Neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his son. Nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son. For they will turn away thy son from following me. And they may serve that they may serve other gods. So will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy you suddenly. But thus shall ye deal with them. This is how he say we need to deal with these strongholds. Ye shall destroy 
their altars and break down their images and cut down their groves and burn their graven images with fire. For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. Above all that are upon the face of the earth. And verse 14 says, Thou shalt be blessed above all people, and there shall not be male or female barren among you or among your cattle. Seven nations, seven strongholds, seven means mature, perfect, mature. That means these strongholds have made themselves perfect in us. They have, in other words, matured in us. How I many got some strongholds in you that have been there with you for a long time and done matured in you? And you haven't been able to move them out of the way, right? Okay. That's what we're talking about here. Mountain, nations. The Bible says, who shall bring you into the land? Look at verse 1. The Lord, thy God, shall bring thee into the land. See, one of the problems that we have is we try to bring ourselves into the land where we think God wants us to be. Through money, through running here and there, doing this, doing that, doing that. We, we try to do it. But the word here says, I'm going to be the one to do it. The Lord said, I'm going to bring you. I'm just telling you what God's word says. Verse 2 says, And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, who's going to deliver them? God said, I'm going to deliver these strongholds that you got. I'm going to deliver them before you. When I bring you into the land, I'm going to be the one that's going to deliver these hard things in your life to you. And when I do that, I need for you to take them out. And you're going to see in the Word where God's going to already have done it for us. We just don't know he had done it. And what he's trying to do is show us that he's done it. We'll show you in the Word. God says, I'm going to make you a special people unto Himself. Verse 6. That's another thing. We don't feel special sometimes, do we? Unto God. A lot of times we feel like we've done so dishonorable to God that sometimes we can't even pray to God right. Mm -hmm. If you're honest with yourselves, you will agree. Amen. That's if you're honest. But God, that ain't how God looks at us. God said, you're a special people unto me. He said, that's what I made you. And the way I think about you ain't going to change. And then in verse 14, he's got the audacity to say that I blessed you above all people. So if he's blessed us above all the people, why are we looking at somebody else? He says, I blessed you 
above all the people. Don't make no difference how much money they got, how big a houses they got, what kind of influence and fame they got. Because all that go right away anyway. It don't mean nothing. You can't take none of that mess with you. He said, I made you a special people. So he says here that all of these things are greater than you. So when I bring you into that land, that land of Cain, he said, there's something there that you've got to contend with. But don't worry about it because I'm going to show you how to do it. I'm going to handle this for you. He said, first now, when I, verse 2, when I do deliver them, he said, I need for you to take them out all the way. Utterly destroy. See, those strongholds that's in our life. He said, I need for you to utterly destroy. You know how we remove some of the things in us. But we want to hold on to that little sprout. You know that thing? That's why he said, I need for you to utterly destroy. Utterly means I need for you to do it completely. When you see that in the Bible, that means kill the babies and everything. And what I'm talking about is dumb nasty things that are in us. We can't leave no root. Because if we leave a root, it will find a way to regrow itself. And ticks or mites make ticks. Them little things will grow back up to be a tick in your life, a stronghold. So he said, I need for you to utterly destroy these things when I present them before you so that you can recognize them. I don't need for you to make no covenant with them and show no mercy. Don't make no marriages with them. Don't get in cahoots with it. Don't let your daughters or thy daughter shall not give unto his son. Because his son means a builder. His son is a builder of wicked things. And if that which is in you marry into that, then that son is going to lead that which was good in you to build wickedness in you. And it says, now, don't let your sons mix in with what's wicked in them. Because, see, what's wicked is in them is their daughters. And if you, your son go over there, which is the builder of God in you, if it go over there and mix in with that, then it'll stop building what's supposed to be for God and start building that which is wicked. And it'll turn the, thy son thy builder against God and it'll start serving the world. It'll start running after things of the world, you know, fame, glory, notoriety, money, all of them things. It'll take you away from doing what you're supposed to do. I've experienced it. I know it will. And if you haven't experienced it, then keep living. Just keep living. The 
God said in verse 4 now. For they will turn away thy son from following me. That they may serve other gods. So will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you. And destroy you suddenly. Mm. But he said now this is how I need for you to deal with him. He said first of all. I need for you to destroy those altars. You know them things that you make a sacrifice for. So that you can have the things that are wrong in your life. Am I talking to you? Amen. It's God talking to us. Amen. He said, I need you to destroy them altars. Them things that you've been making your sacrifices on. You know, when you're supposed to be making sacrifice to God, you make. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Come on now. He said, you need to destroy that. Stop doing that. This is God speaking. This ain't manly. This is the word of God. God says, he, he chastised me real good. Real good. And you know what? Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep thy word. That's David talking. See, David had to get his butt whooped too. And you get yours whooped sometimes. Amen? Amen? Come on, church. Amen. Come on, church. Ah, oh, some of them don't want to admit it. And God just sitting there looking at us all. Look at him. He know I tore his butt up last night. And he still won't confess. When the word of God, <laughs> when the word of God said, now this is what God's word said, if you confess your faults among each other, that you might be healed. So if you don't open your lip and say, hey, Lord, I've been wrong. Hey, God might throw another chastisement there and it don't be no mercy. And I don't never want to be put by God and he don't show no mercy. Now, I've been put many times by God, but he's always shown mercy. And that's a blessed thing for me. That's a blessed thing for me. It's a blessed thing for you. He says in verse 5 now, destroy those altars and break down those images. Those things that are in, pictured in your mind. The images. How many of y'all got images in your mind that you need to get up out that head? Because they run you crazy. They just pop up. He said, you got to destroy that. Because that's part of, that's part of the, what comes with the stronghold, the nation. Those mountains in your life. He said, now, I need for you get that picture. Change the movie that's in your head. Because it's the wrong images. Now, I grant you, ain't none of this stuff easy. It's going to take some work. You got to cut down them groves. Them groves is them things that you've been praising the devil for and hollering about, the Lord bless me. <laughs> but you're going through hell because he gave it to you. It's the devil. They gave it to you. He, he always turned himself into an angel of light. You don't know, something hollering about the Lord blessed me with it, but you catching hell to pay for it. Where God at in that? Oh boy. That's that, that that's what he's talking about, them groves. 
And he said, burn those graven images with fire. Why would he have us do that? Because we're holy people. Verse 6. And the Lord has chosen thee to be a special people above all the people upon the face of the earth. Deuteronomy 28, 13 tells us that we're the head and not the what? Eye. If you're ahead, that means you're above all the people. All the people. You're above them. He said, I placed you above. Not below them, but above. When we don't know who we are, we allow ourselves to be under the foot. And we're supposed to be the head. So here are these seven nations. And all of these nations are what we call of descendants of Canaan. Now, the word Canaan means low estate. And when sin, see Canaan is inside of you. It's a part of the kingdom of God inside of you. It's the land flowing with what? Milk and honey. Right? It ain't physical, it's spiritual because God is a spirit. And the teachings of God are not the teachings of God that are physical, but to teach God's word proficiently, you have to teach spiritual, because God is a spirit. God ain't caring about that out there when he's talking to us. He's trying to get us to the, understand what the kingdom of God inside of us says. Read the gospel. He speaks about the kingdom, Jesus does. Paul speaks about the kingdom. They didn't speak about that other stuff. Canaan is within you. It's the land of milk and honey that's flowing inside of you. But in order for us to get to it, these strongholds, these mountains in our lives, it, it could be sickness, it could be a whole lot of things, but they got to be removed. So these seven nations, they are descendants of Canaan. And one of them, came from Canaan. And they grew up there. They matured there in sin. See, when man failed, that's when they started to grow. They started to, 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 to take away the nutrients of the land of Canaan that was supposed to have been given to man, and they started feeding on them themselves and caused us not to be able to produce and receive from God the way we're supposed to receive from him. I hope I'm making sense. So the first one is a Gergeshite. That's one of those seven. The word Gergeshite means dwelling in the soil. You know what that means, living in the flesh. Now, I want you to go to Romans 7.18. Because Romans 7, 18 tells us specifically that I know don't not nothing dwell good in me that is in my flesh. But here are these Gergeshites. They cause us to dwell in our flesh. See, there's no good thing dwelling in our flesh. And that Gergeshite means to dwell in clay soil. And that's what we are. 
clay saw. And that's what we dwell in. We dwell in the spirit of the flesh. See, the flesh, that ain't this, it ain't this that God is talking about. The flesh is a spiritual way of living that's contrary to God. It's a spirit. When people be talking about the flesh, they're always looking to it. That ain't what God, God is talking about, that spirit that feeds the natural man, the flesh. It's a spirit. I want you to see something. It is ironic how Canaan was cursed. And the same thing that was cursed became the promised land. Do you hear me? The very, I'm going to show it to you in the Bible. The very same thing that was cursed became the promised land. The very same thing. Watch this. Go to Genesis 9, verse 22 and 24 and 25. Genesis 9. Let's look at the curse. Genesis 9. Tell me when you get there. Look at verse 22. And Ham, Ham is the third son, one of the sons of the three sons of Noah. And Ham, who is the father of who? All right, Canaan. Saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. Go to 24. And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. Now watch what he said. He didn't curse Ham. Watch this. 25. And he said, Cursed be who? Uh-huh. A servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. But that same Canaan, the cursed one, <laughs> became the promised land. Well, let's prove that. Go to Genesis 12. Go to Genesis 12. We read verse 1 and verse 2 and 5. Are you there? Verse 1 said, everybody. Verse 1 said, Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And verses. 2 says, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and thou, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Now look at verse 5. We're talking about Canaan now. Watch this. And Abraham took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran, and they went forth to go into the land of what? That's promised land. And into the land of Canaan they came. The same thing. That was cursed with sin. Now became the promised land. How? Through faith. Through faith. Because Abraham believed God. And it became righteousness unto him. And God blessed him. So... It's only by faith that we can turn the curse into the promised land. 
We walk by what? And not by what? The book of Corinthians. So we got to understand that faith is a very powerful thing. It's not how big your faith is, it's how pure it is. I'm going to say it again. It's not how big. Don't ask for more faith. Ask that you be more pure in the faith that you have. Because if you've got the faith of the size of a mustard seed, like you taught, it's got everything in it to become this big tree. We got everything in us to become everything that God would have us to be. Now watch this. Because here's where the book of Luke says, in your patience you possess your soul. How many of you know that? That it's in our patience do we possess our soul. And this is why. See, God got a strategy here. I want you to go to Exodus, the 23rd chapter. 28 through 30. Let me know when you get there, please. Somebody read verses uh, 28. God said, I'm going to send a hornet. <laughs> he said, I'm going to send a hornet. Remember God said, when I deliver them to you, God said he was going to be the one to deliver them, right? Now when he delivered them to them, they going to already done been hit with that hornet. <laughs> Matter of fact, that hornet got an S on it. That means he's going to hit them with a whole hive. Huh? You ever got a, you ever been hit by a hornet? Amen. <laughs> Boy, that thing will knock you out. Yes, sir. When they hit you, you know you hit. Now, that word hornet there means a scourge. He said, now I'm going to send a scourge to them strongholds that's in you. Have you ever kept doing something and it got scourged from it? backlash in it that you did, you know, like me, like drug addiction. I got my butt toe up. You know what I'm saying? That was that hornet. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? And after a while, that hornet, it scourged you so much to, that's God's way of delivering that thing to you where you could destroy, see? See, you got to make it distasteful. If it keep being pleasant to you, you don't know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. If you don't get tired of waking up drunk and sick, That's right. then you'll keep on getting. See, you got to be something to stop you. That's right. Amen. I hope I'm talking right up in here to you, helping somebody. Because you got your own scourge. Something that you're tired of that's been causing a scourge in your life. And it ain't against you, but it's against that thing in you. And because you want to hold on to that thing in you, it affects you too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now you whoop. And you whoop. And them hornets, they just keep on. God just keeps sending them hornets at you. And they just banging you upside your head. Because it takes a lot to get old sinful man to act right. 
Amen. It does. Old man's a fool. Old man ain't nothing but a fool. Anybody tell you a man ain't a fool, he Christ. Man is a fool. <laughs> Ever since man sinned, he's been a fool. Amen. If you don't believe he is, look out. Look out. No. If you don't believe, look in. Let's just be honest about it. Let's bring it on home. Just look in. You know? God said, I'm going I'm, 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 I'm to send the hornets. And after a while, after I fire that head up enough, then this is what I'm going to do. I will send hornets before thee, he's doing it before you, which shall drive about. There's going to come a time when that old imp is going to want to get up out of there. Mm -hmm. Too much heat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Watch 29. And I will not drop. I like this. I really do like this. God says now, I'm not going to drive them out from before thee in one year. Do you see that? If God says, it's going to take a little bit of time for me to dry this stuff out of us. Then why can't we be long-suffering with each other and let God do his job? Why, why we got, uh-oh, Come on now. I know I better get back up here now. <laughs> Lord, do I need to hide on this one? Why is it? God out in one year, mm -hmm. which is one season now. It's going to take some time. Remember I told you? The Bible says in the book of Luke, in your patience, you possess your soul. The Bible tells us in the New Testament to be long-suffering, compassionate, loving toward one another. Right? Amen. But the first thing we do when somebody make a mistake, y'all know you do it. Y'all know how we are. We do it. But we're going against God's word right there. That's right. Because God just said, I ain't going to do it all. <coughs> he might be done drove three or four of them out of me. He might done drove all seven out of somebody else, but he ain't drove seven ain't out of nobody. Because you'll be getting the fullness of God then, so, you, so, so ain't nobody there yet. But some of us might have four out of us. And we look at the one with two, or look at the one with three, and pass judgment. But God said, it's a different season for each one of you because, see, Canaan is in each individual. And God has to do what he does in his time within each of us. See, I can't compare my life to you when God do what he do. You can't compare your life to me. I can't compare my life to you. You can't compare your life to me and say, well, you know, this person over here did it. Y'all heard people say it. That ain't the way God works. God works with each individual in his own due time, the way God sets it up. So God says in his word now, I'm not going to do this in one season. See, there's a reason. There's a reason for it. He says in verse 29, I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, one season, least the land, the land inside you, become what? Desolate 
and the beast of the field multiply against you. First of all, God said, now if I, you know, okay, when the spirit goes out of man, he cleans himself up, but he don't put nothing back in. It's empty. Clean and empty, right? He's, in other words, he's desolate. He clean, but he's desolate because there ain't nothing in him. He ain't put nothing in him. That spirit will go out there in other places, but it'll get seven more spirits and come back, which is eight of them, into that empty place. Here it is right here in the Old Testament. Least the land become desolate, and the beasts of the field multiply against you. See, if God, he has to remove these strongholds slowly. Because if he don't, if he does, if he just remove everything, you know, it kills me with people. You know, when I got delivered, I got delivered. Well, you ain't completely delivered. You might have got delivered from one thing. That's right. But you can't get up in front of a congregation and talk about, well, you know, God delivered me on just such and such a day and such and such a day. And you, no, bro, you ain't delivered as you think you are. Because you're going against God's word. God said, I'm going to do this thing in degrees. That's right. So, 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 so we can't call God. We might de be delivered from smoking cigarettes or beating our wife or drink. Yeah, some people need deliverance from that. There's people in the world that beat their wives. Don't you know that? It's wives beat their husbands. Huh? Y'all take me off camera for a minute. Huh? Beat them down. Muscle it. Ask Marcelette. You think you going to bleed? You going to bleed? You going to whoop them? Shit. You don't know who you fooling with. Amen. And the beasts of the field multiply against you. See, what happened is, is God will move all these things out of us, and then we don't have, we can't get and retain the spiritual knowledge quick enough to regrow what's been yeah replenish what's been taken out so what happened is this them tears to get up in there again you, you you see what god is saying here if he just if he just clean us up completely all we'll be if we fully cleaned up but we ain't been long enough in the experience of god to replenish that great big field of life so we got to, some things going to come up on its own. If you don't believe me, you clean that, clean, just scrape that grass up and just leave it there and watch. See, something's going to find a way to, right? So if you scrape all that grass up and you don't have enough spiritual knowledge to replant, you got a problem. See, God knows this. So here's God. He says in verse 30. How's he going to do it? Little by little. By little and little, I will do what? Drive them out before thee. Until thou be what? Until you have enough spiritual knowledge in you to inherit the land. Do you understand what these seven nations are? They are matured strongholds that are in our life. Mm -hmm. That's what they are. 
And what they do is, what they do is, they hinder us from getting what God would have us to get, which is to possess. To possess means to take. You actually have to fight for it. You see, because ever since the days of John the Baptist, the New Testament says, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the what? Violent. Take it by force. You have to be violent against that demon. You see? Because that demon been residing in the land of Canaan so long that he don't want to leave. He going to fight you. And you don't have to fight it because now you're trying to break into what's his. He took it by sin. And now what he's trying to do, he's trying to retain that. And he, you think you're going to come up in there, mealy mouthing, and thinking that you're just going to get what God got for you? No, no. It's, it's tough. Now, mainstream religion, they ain't going to tell you it's tough because they want you to keep coming back. They don't care whether you get this thing or not. You just keep coming and pay your tithe. Do I need to say that again? You just keep on coming back and pay your tithe. That's all they think about. And they'll get up there and they'll give you some cornflake messages. Because they ain't teaching you the remedy. How can you teach something you don't know it? How can you? See, a whole lot of them out there called, talking about they've been called, but they ain't been called by God. Because let me tell you something. I'm telling you what God's word says. 2 Corinthians 3, 5 says that it, it, he has made us, what kind of ministers? Able ministers in the spirit and not in the letter. That's what the word of God says. Now, if God has made us able ministers in the spirit, a lot of people don't even know how to detect spiritual teaching from just regular social gospel. And you try to tell them the difference and they, they got a mock head. They ain't no here. And those kind of people, God can't take to the mountaintop. Those aren't the Peters and the James and the John that go up higher with God. Notice how God left the others behind. But he would always take Peter, James, and Joe. Notice how Moses would always take Joshua and that other one, Ur. Notice how they would always, there's always that, that small group that thirst for higher knowledge. It's just a small group. And the reason that it's such a small group is because this kind of knowledge is so valuable to the life of man. So you think Satan wants us to have it? Hmm? If he can keep you on first grade level, he'll do it. He don't want you to know what's in the book. So he read the scripture and he go off through yonder somewhere. What we do here, we get you in the book where you'll know for yourself. Know what you're up against, you know. Get a CD, listen. It takes three times for you to listen to the word and learn.
That's another thing that got, got us messed up in the church. I can, I can tell you a phone number. And, I, and, and you won't register it until it'll be three times before you get it in your head where you can recite it and remember it. One time, two times, ain't gonna do it. Three times. It's been proved. You gotta sit down in your car, whatever. You gotta read, you gotta hear. You gotta hear what's being seen. You just can't come here one time and then go back out that door and thank you guys. You probably get maybe 2% of it. You can't do that. You're wasting your time. You got to go and you got to re-listen re to it. At least a couple more times. You have to. And you'll find this stuff is sticking. And you'll begin to exercise it. Because it's all about exercise. Because knowledge ain't power. It's the exercise and other knowledge is power. You'll learn to exercise. You'll learn to remember and then the more you do it, it becomes automatic. You know? It becomes automatic. And that's the place that we want to go, get to. We want to get to the place of being automatic with doing God. And it takes practice. It takes work. It takes long suffering, compassion, love, and care. It really does. See, the church don't have time to, to be running around here judging each other and acting a fool against each other and all. We don't have time for that. And we don't do that here, but I'm just saying. I'm talking about the church as an overall. Because I tell everybody from day one, you look to Jesus, don't look to me. You know, you look to me, you don't, you, you, you're in trouble. You better look to God. Because God is your only salvation. Amen.